Chris Long here. The American Prodigy series originally set out to tell unique stories from the world of sports. We're hoping to put our own spin on that with this new season, a fresh twist on an old classic, if you will. Since I started the Green Light Pod a few years ago, I've been able to chop it up with dozens of current and former NFL players. Some of these guys were my teammates, some I played against, and some I watched every Sunday on TV with the rest of y'all. Over the course of the show, I've had some fantastic combos. And whether you're talking to guys with gold jackets, or whether you're talking to guys who had to claw like hell just to get a roster spot, there's no one measuring stick for success or greatness, and what we're striving for is to present stories of players who are great in a variety of different ways. So we're gonna highlight a handful of these guests who played our game, as we call it, and take you on a trip through their life stories and explore what it means to be great. It might be statistical success or longevity, overcoming an injury and adversity or breaking new ground. All those attributes and more fall under the umbrella of what it means to be great. We're gonna explore it all. Welcome to American Prodigies Becoming Great. I thought it'd be fitting to start things off with maybe the most dominant defensive player in football right now, and somebody I think is the best three technique of all time before it's all said and done, my old teammate, Aaron Donald. His list of accolades is beyond impressive. I mean, three DPOYs, eight Pro Bowls, seven times first team all pro, it's ridiculous. He's done it all. The fear he puts into O-linemen who go up against him, I mean, they actually admit it, they're afraid of him, the way teams game plan around him, He's an absolute game wrecker. And to top it all off, he got himself some jewelry this past season. Long overdue, well-deserved. But it's not all about the stats or the accolades. He's got an incredible story. This is a guy who a lot of people counted out at various times of his life, including draft day. Some people didn't want to draft him because he was short. And against all odds, he ended up being one of the best to ever do it. So let's set the stage. Aidy was raised in Northeast Pittsburgh, a neighborhood called Lincoln Lemington Belmar. Tough place to grow up. He had a lot of friends who got mixed up in the wrong crowd, but Aaron was always different. He stayed out of trouble. His secret, snakes. I used to catch snakes growing up, so I can't be scared of them. Well, hold on a second, you used to catch snakes? Yeah. And With your hands? Yeah. Well, huh? they, it was, in Pittsburgh, they little garden snakes. They ain't no rattlesnakes. Okay, so like, so if you're from like Pahokee, like Jank, like uh, Janoris, yeah. uh, he played with Jane. Yeah. And they said they caught rabbits down there to train. So you caught snakes. Yeah. And what'd you do with them after? We just put them in like a container, put some grass, some rocks, and then let them live in like a little container. It was you're like our little pets. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so you're into reptiles, dude. We, 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 we used to go to the, um, the creek and get the little lizards and everything. Besides reptiles, Aaron had a huge force in his life when it came to keeping out of trouble his dad, Archie Donald Sr. Aaron and his older brother and sister, they looked up to their dad. In their eyes, he was the ultimate alpha and an example of how a man should be. Archie Sr. is a lifelong gym rat. He played some college ball himself at Norfolk State. And according to reporting by ESPN's Alden Gonzalez, Archie used to bench over 400 pounds and hit so hard he'd break opposing players' helmets. But his career ended early when he busted his kneecap. Nowadays, when you think of Aaron Donald, you imagine one of the most disciplined training regimens, the ultimate student of the game, work ethic out the wazoo, all that stuff. 
and it's true, but it wasn't always that way. Your dad called you at one point, I heard him say he was lazy yeah, at one point. Lazy. You were really lazy. I was a little chunky kid. <laughs> so I was chunky, so my dad tell me to do my chores. I'd, I'd complain about how yeah. to take the garbage out or something. He'd leave it, it'd still be there, go upside my head. So yeah, this thing that he say to get me out that lazy stage was to get me in the weight room. Right. And he'd say, you know, once you, you work out, you start seeing a change in your body, it just changed everyday life, and it, and it really did that for me. When Aaron was a teenager, Archie Sr. turned their basement into the dungeon. This humble home gym was the place where the monster we all know and love today was created. I started lifting free weights when I was 12. So I'm 12 year old, you just gotta think, waking up six o'clock in the morning to work out as a kid, a lot of people ain't doing that, you know? Grown-ups aren't doing that. Yeah, so it was, it was, I always taught my dad, you know, he was pretty much training me to be a pro before we knew what he was doing, so, you know, working and keeping myself on a schedule was just normal to me, so that's why I'm like that now, so. At Penn Hills High School, Aaron played both sides of the ball. In addition to the encouragement he got from his dad, a healthy dose of tough love from his coach also helped mold his ironclad work ethic. You come in, you're one of the good players, so you think you know it all in high school. Um, my high school defensive line coach, DeMond Gibson, um, he played in the NFL, played in college, so you know, my dad allowed him to coach me and say, if he, if he act up, go upside his head. Mm -hmm. And it took one game for me to say something back to him. He grabbed me up and said, man, you gonna listen to what I say. I, and, I, every, and, and that one day that I always tell him that changed everything. Cause once I started to take his coaching, and I actually started listening and learning. Mm -hmm. And I could see my game, my, my game getting better and better. And I was doing things as far as like pass rush moves in high school that nobody was doing. So um, I always say DeMond Gibson is what broke that curse for me. Aaron's newfound discipline combined with more than a few spoonfuls of natural talent helped him blossom into an All-State selection in both his junior and senior years. Coming out of high school, Aaron was a three-star recruit. He had his choice between a good handful of schools, but ultimately went with the hometown favorite, Pitt. He immediately made a splash as a freshman. Even as a backup, he played in every game and proved he had what it took to be a starter. All those workouts in the dungeon had finally paid off. Sophomore year, it was breakout time. 45 tackles, 16 for a loss, and 11 sacks. Second team, all Big East. Vandenberg in big trouble and thrown down by Aaron Donald. Trying to avoid the rush, can't do it this time as big Aaron Donald just rustles him down. Junior year, Aaron stepped it up again, making first team all Big East after recording 64 tackles and 18 and a half for a loss. After his junior season, he thought about declaring for the NFL draft. But after seeing he was projected to be a later round pick, he decided to bet on himself and return for his senior year. And you know what? It was a good bet. Donald got it again! Probably the best defensive player maybe in the country. Oh, that's gonna be nearly a safety by Donald. He is crunched by Donald! And it looked like Aaron Donald might have been the first guy that caused the fumble. They tried to go one-on-one -on, -one on Aaron Donald and that's just a death wedge. As Pitt moved into the ACC and into a bigger spotlight, Aaron played his tail off, winning four major awards, the Rotary Lombardi Award, Bronco Nagurski, the Chuck Bednarik Award, and the Outland Trophy. Coming out of college, AD stacked up at six foot 280. Generously listed at six foot, a little bit smaller than your average NFL D lineman, and because of that, he had some detractors. What is it that you felt like people were we're not seeing in you or even leading up to the combine. My size, my yeah. height, it was, that's, that's normal. Everybody gonna have a, you know, they, they, 
able to have their own opinions. Yeah. You know, because even in college, the NFL, it's, it's your investment. You know, you they invest into you in the college to give you a full-time scholarship. They paying for that. So, you know, they, they want to make sure the players they're getting are the right ones. And sometimes they might. It's a good investment, though, you know, for whatever. I don't know what a, the scholarship to Pitt goes for a year, but, I mean, the return was like a million-dollar facility. So yeah. They, yeah. That's a good investment there. But, you know, it come with it. They, they, everybody, you know, they, they don't think because I was a 6'1 and 260 pounds probably couldn't hold up with them bigger guys, them guys that 6'5", 330, 320. Yeah. So it, it's all right, everybody. My thing is when, some, when they said that, I, it, it didn't push me and make me feel some type of way. It just was like, I just ain't, I guess I ain't good enough. I got to get better, you know, so well, I just got to show him. And show him he did. He set records at the combine when he ran a 4'6'8 as a defensive tackle and put up 35 reps at the bench press. That performance, plus his already impressive body of work at Pitt, led to this moment. With the 13th pick in the 2014 NFL Draft, the St. Louis Rams select Aaron Donald, defensive tackle, Pittsburgh. Aaron slid down a little bit from where people had projected him. So you know those criticisms about him being undersized or his playing style not translating to the NFL, all those things, they were still motivating him. He also got a boost from his new defensive line coach, Mike Waffle. We shared a, a coach who had impact on both of our careers, yeah. uh, Mike Waffle, who we used to butt heads with <laughs> all the time. You know, me and Mike, we used to fucking, you remember, yeah. it was like we, you, some days you'd be like, they hate each other. Yeah. But I love the guy, and he taught me a lot. But one thing he used to always say was, when you wake up on Sunday, you're game day, game, game day, day, game yeah, day. It's the first day, thing that yeah. should come out of your mouth, and you really do it. Yeah, I do it. Hi, Chris and Aaron. I woke up for 41 years on Saturdays and Sundays, and the first thing that went off in my head was, Game day, game day, game day! What else did you learn from Waff? Um, I learned a lot. You know, I, I always tell people this story. Like, when I, when I got there as a rookie, <clears throat> you know, I was in there watching film one day. He came in, caught me watching film, and he came, he was writing stuff on the board. He was just talking to me. He said, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be coaching. I'm gonna be saying a lot of things in this meeting room. I'm a rookie. I ain't played not one game. We, we in OTAs right now. I'm, I'm gonna be saying a lot of things in this meeting room. I don't want you to listen to nothing I say. And I stopped watching film. I said, huh? He said, I just wanna, I just wanna learn you. I just wanna watch you play. Mm -hmm. I wanna learn from you. So for me, as a, as a young guy that never played one snap, for you to hear your defensive line coach pretty much giving you freedom right away to just go out there and play, I feel like that, that would make me feel much more comfortable just like, shh. Yeah. Like, I ain't got to try. I'm going to just do me. Yeah. I'm going to just do me. And if I mess up something that he just said, if I mess up, it's on me. Just play. Woff gave Aaron the freedom he needed to do his own thing. He also gave Aaron his signature move. What Woff taught me was the chop club. Let's take a minute to do a deep dive on the chop club here. The chop club is, I feel like that's the, that's the, that's the speed rush. That's the rush that's bang, bang, clean, and you're going to get free as a defensive tackle to get that quarterback when he's not looking, you know? Right. Chop club, beautiful move when it's executed, chopping down on a low hand and getting the back shoulder to get by the offensive lineman, or you can just drop them on their face because they're leaning so hard because they're afraid of the bull rush. That's what Aaron Donald does. Seen guys like Jared McCoy hit it. I've seen guys like Robert Quinn hit it with regularity, but nobody hit it with more regularity uh, than the technician, one of my favorite players, OCU Manura. 
What's going on, Chris? Your man, OC, and we're gonna to talk today about the Chop Club, but it's not just the Chop Club, it is the Freeze Chop Club. The Freeze is very, very important. If you just Chop Club, the guy's just gonna push you on by the quarterback, and that's no good. But if you do the Freeze, what this does is it gets the offensive lineman to stop his feet for a millisecond, and that gives us, the premier athletes that we are, the chance to come around the edge. So you come up the field, you step inside, and as soon as you step inside, most of the time the offensive lineman is gonna be bracing for a bull rush or an inside move, so he's gonna stop his feet, and then you come over the top with your left hand and pull yourself through with the right hand. But it's not a one-two, it's almost a simultaneous move, it's a one-two. And as soon as you do the one-two, the chop club, you gotta turn your shoulders to the quarterback. If you don't do that, you're gonna go up the field. So you come in, you step in, chop club, and you're on your way to the quarterback, man. Best move in all of football. Most people aren't using this anymore, man, but you guys know all about that, don't you? When I came in the league, everybody was a puncher, right? Yeah. I don't know if you notice this, and I don't know what they're doing down a guard anymore, but a lot of guys went to low hand, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And that was the answer to low hand. And a lot of times now they're pulling, they're pulling their punches, yeah, that's, right? That's what a lot of, they, I feel like a lot of the O-line coaches is teaching that, not to get your hands, to so get how do, right So how do, you, how do you defeat that? So if you're doing a chop and he pull, you just gotta, it's, it's more of a, now you go to your counter move, whatever your counter is. Sometimes it's power, power on the power, power pop, what Waffle just said. And, so. and, and I think, yeah, power pop, apex. Yeah, see, but, but that, them was real moves that if you think about it, it's all about getting to the back of the shoulder pad. Get to the back. And once you get to the back, you you be office lineman all day. And I see you do this stuff all the time and I'm like, I wonder if he's thinking about what Waff told him, a little bit of everything. And I, and I still, honestly, I still go over Waff's house and, he, and Waff would tell me like, you need to do some more of this. He really, yeah. he still coached me and, yeah. I, and, I, and I really, I still listen to yeah. him and he, I still go visit him and he'd tell me what he think I should do. And I go to practice and I, and I practice that. So let's list off the weapons Aaron had in his arsenal at this point. Haters to prove wrong, a boost of confidence from his coach, a brand new technique, tossing that extra dose of superhuman work ethic AD was ready to rock and roll on the big stage. As I often say, I think I'm the first one to predict that Aaron Donna will be a Hall of Famer. I made this prediction after one day on the practice field. In his rookie year, it only took him five weeks to move from backup to starter, and it probably could have happened sooner. Pressure, Kaepernick in trouble, and down he goes again. Aaron Donald, the rookie, gets there. His third sack of the year and the seventh sack by St. Louis today. This young man is a talented individual. Job is sacked. Aaron Donald with his sixth sack of the season. When all said and done, he locked up defensive rookie of the year and a Pro Bowl appearance. So his rookie year ends, but the work isn't over yet. His crazy attention to detail also extends into the offseason. What's your offseason film room process look like? I usually just break down film from all the games I played in, the good games, the bad games, the games I really don't want to watch. I just, I just study what, what I see an offensive lineman do that I felt like, you know, it was my weaknesses or what they did to slow me down, what I tried to, I can do to, you know, trying to free myself up or help myself to beat that guy a little faster to, you know, to make a play. So. I'm just more, when I'm off, off season, I'm just studying myself, trying to find ways to improve something or, or clean something up some type of way. So, you know, come game time or come camp, I can work it and, and trying to find ways to just keep getting better with it. Going into year two, Aaron knew what it took. Now his motivation shifted. He wanted to be the best defensive lineman in the league. What he delivered that year was his first all-pro season. is all world. In trouble, 
Down he goes, and it's Aaron Donald yet again. After Aaron's ascendant second year, the Rams relocated from St. Louis to Los Angeles, and with a new location came new challenges. When you come to LA, um, what's the hardest thing about the move? I mean, personally, there's obviously issues, but but as a team, I mean, you guys, the facilities a challenge in the first place. It was. It was just a lot, you know, a lot going on in a big city. So much, so much, you know, being pulled here, being pulled there. So from being, you know, like you said, Pittsburgh and St. Louis and Pittsburgh, that's similar. And then you, and then now L.A. So, yeah. like, you know, this is, this is this is where it all is at. You know, this is a big market, big all that. So you get a lot of opportunities and things like that, a lot of crazy going on. So, you know. But you guys, you guys work out of like a, you guys got like some tents and, and stuff, like your weight rooms and is, <laughs> no. is it, is it, what's the deal with the, the when you first got here yeah, They though, got us a temporary spot. It's, it's, it's actually nice how they got it set up. It's not the, our main spot, but it's nice. It's in Thousand Oaks. Yeah. It's a nice setup. We got, you know, two big fields out there and all that, but you know, it's a good setup, man. Everything's smooth now. Yeah. You know, we got the, the stadium about to be Do done. you drive by that stadium and kind of daydream? I just, I just um, went there and checked it out. What I want to say last month. What's it looking like? Ridiculous. Yeah. Like when I say, you, I just, you really can't, you got to see it. Like, it's not even done. It just, it's going to be something special, man. It's going to be crazy. That's pretty funny to listen to back from a few years ago. Little would he know how special that stadium would become. In any case, the bright lights and sunshine in L.A. treated Aaron pretty well. Newton back, pressure up the middle, and down he goes. Aaron Donald coming through like a bull. Knocked down, the ball is out. Pressure up the middle, hit, and sacked. Second sack of the game for Aaron Donald. Aaron had made it, so to speak. Here's the moment he knew he'd arrived. I've met a lot of people, a lot of greats. You know, I'm, I'm gonna say this one person because I grew up always loving the way he played, the intensity, the, the passion to play with the game. I met Ray Lewis. Oh yeah. So I met him, I wanna say two years ago. We was at a um, Super Bowl function, I think it was in Minnesota. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm in there, he walks up to me, he said, what's up, Aaron? You're like, I said, what? Another Aaron? Ray, no, I'm like, I, I would never imagine that Ray Lewis would know know my name before I even get to introduce right. myself to him. So for me, that was like, wow. Yeah. You know, that was a surreal moment for me. I almost like, to me, that was crazy. Yeah. You know, because I grew up watching that guy and, and seeing all the passion he played with. And even though I played D Lyman, I wanted to play like Ray Lewis, you know, right. him, with that passion and that, the way he was just greedy with it and, and hustled and made every single play for him to come up and, and know who I was before I introduced myself. I was. I was blown away That's by a pretty that. good one. By his fourth year in the league in 2017, Aaron was playing lights out. Maine has the snap. He's feeling the pressure. The ball's knocked out. Aaron Donald, a strip sack, and L.A. falls on it. That season, he won his first Defensive Player of the Year award. And the 2017 AP Defensive Player of the Year is... You said it, Aaron Donald. So how does a defensive player of the year prep for his opponent on a weekly basis? Well, I study the guy. So if I'm studying the guy, obviously, like you just said, you, like, you might see a guy that's doing low hand all through film. You're like, I'm going to do this chop club all game. And then you play on it, now he's a puncher. So a guy, they, they switch up sets and things like that, but it, it's going to come to a point in the game, they're going to go back to what they know. Mm-hmm. And that's, then that's, that's when you start seeing that low hand a lot. Or, Especially when you put that helmet in there. You know, and then you switch it up on them too. So it's, it's for me, pass rushing ain't nothing but counter moves. It's, it's a counter on a counter on a counter. Mm-hmm. So, so if I go chop club, I might hit him that first chop club, and then he's trying to pull that hand back. 
but but him pushing him swinging that outside hand back and pulling it back what he's doing he's giving me the edge mm -hmm. so I, I might miss it i might just go to a rip and mm -hmm. beat you on the edge from just you giving which, up the edge. just tall hand. guys can't so i didn't have that so it's it just for me pass rush moves ain't nothing but counter it's just yeah. you know you you have a plan you know for a third and long when you a, a down you got to go get it and sometimes it's just you know you're gonna work power and, and work off that so yeah. it's just counter moves the night before the game i'm relaxed but before I used to have, you know, get them jitters and like, you keep thinking about the game. Like mm -hmm. I want to, I just, you just more nervous because you want to do good. You know, I'm never nervous or something. I just nervous that I just, I want to do my job and I want to do it good, you know? So in the mornings, I usually just wake up, FaceTime my kids, talk to my kids, you know, hang up, take a shower, be in a shower about 30 minutes, talking mm -hmm. to myself, get myself amped up, just talking about what I'm going to do. So I'm, I'm real weird like that. I talk to myself a lot to try to, you know, motivate myself and, and just, you know, tell myself what I got to do. In 2018, Aaron continued the domination by putting up 20 and a half sacks, a career high, and a record for a D tackle. Throw another Defensive Player of the Year award on the pile. Why not? Pressure again, and a sack for Aaron Donald. And he just throws Kirk Cousins to the ground, his second of the night. Aaron wasn't the only Ram who stepped up to the plate that year. L.A. put together a 13-3 regular season campaign under the leadership of Sean McVay. With all the pieces in place, the Rams made it to their first Super Bowl in 17 years. Well, we all know what happened. Second and three. Down the field. They go! Gronkowski has it at the two-yard line. And there it is. The dynasty continues. The defense did their job, limiting Tom Brady and the high-powered New England offense to a pedestrian day at the office, but it wasn't enough. When I talked to Aaron in 2019, he still hadn't watched the tape. After we lost, I said, I'd rather not have been here at all than, than lose it, you know, because it was tough. Like, I'm talking about, like, you know, it, it was tough. So I was I was definitely down a couple, like, like at least two weeks off that. I still ain't finished. That's the only game I ain't, I ain't watched yet. I still ain't watched the Super Bowl yet. So, you know, you, to, to get that far to, and be that close to being a world champion, man, and, and to lose the way we lost, you know, a lot of people keep trying to say the offense, the offense, but it's a team game. You know, if we was if we Absolutely. if we played great on defense, they wouldn't have scored no points and we could have won. So. Yeah, you're always thinking, man, one more turnover, one big play, and I know how you think. Was there one play? And you had to deal with a lot that game. Yeah. I mean, as far as attention and, and game plan, um, I can hear Bill probably in the mean room. Like, We're not going to let Aaron fucking Donald beat us. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, he would say that all week. Um, was there one play you, you told Sue that drives on me? Was there one play in that drive where you were like, ah, oh, if there was an inch different? I just didn't want my one on one clean. Yeah. You know, I, I was, I was, you know, I was getting a lot of tension, a lot of tension. And then you get your one. You don't and get. You're almost you, not ready for it. But it, there's no excuse. Right. I got. You can't. I can't rush and think and keep thinking. Uh, I'm gonna get a double team. I gotta. In my head, I gotta say I'm gonna get this one on one every time. Mm -hmm. So I won't second guess myself and to the point where I could have beat that guy easy if I would have just did did what I know and trusted mm -hmm. what I you know my moves and, and instead we gave Tom Brady that much more time to sit back there and throw that ball down the ground to Gronk, catch that ball yeah. right there. So and he and he gets the ball out quick. But that time he held it a little Not long that time. He... But it's the same thing you're talking about. Like, it's like when you play a team that their timing predicated a lot of bubbles or quick throws or RPO stuff. Like, and then you get that one chance yeah. on a seven step and you're like, fuck, I wasn't ready. Exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's the thing about when you get a lot of attention. 
you can't let yourself get frustrated. And during that game, I let myself get frustrated at times. You just got to keep playing. It's going to eventually come. You just got to play, 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 and, it, and it's going to come. For, for me, I felt like I, I let my team down because I'm there, and they, they expect me to win the one-on-ones to help them. So I, I could have probably beat them and got the ball out. You never could have made that one big play to change the whole game around, and I didn't. So Yeah, I have a feeling we'll see you again on that stage. Look at me going all Miss Cleo with my crystal ball. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here. In 2019, AD followed up the Super Bowl loss with what some media folks would call a quote-unquote down year. I don't want to hear it. Yes, he broke his DPOI streak, but the guy still put up 12 and a half sacks and a personal best 20 tackles for a loss. That's what's called being a victim of your own success. Then in 2020, he added a third Defensive Player of the Year performance to his resume. I mean, who's counting at this point? Allen under pressure. He has the football. Looked like he wanted to get rid of it. And Aaron Donald smothers him all the way back at the 49-yard line. Now we get to 2021. The Rams are in it to win it. They're all in it to win it. They go out and get Matt Stafford. They add Odell. And of course, they bolster their D-line with Von Miller. When I talked to AD last December, as they were prepping to make a Super Bowl run, here's what he had to say about his new teammate. You know, like how how is rushing with Von Miller and what have you learned about him rushing next to him at times? It's great rushing with him just because, you know, obviously who he is, his abilities he got, but his knowledge for the game. And then, you know, we able to ping pong off different. He might be like, I might be like, all right, let's do a test game. He'd be like, nah, they overset me big. Let's do this me game. And we did that. And that's one of the ones I came, I wrapped around free. Murray stepped up and Gray Gaines got the sack. So it was like, you know, when you rushing with guys like that and everybody's like clicking and, you know, and productive, it just, you know what I'm talking about. It's just, it's Absolutely. Just, like you guys don't like the, the first month, I'm sure it's like, we got to talk things out a little bit, but then after a while you start feeling each other's exactly. levels. Like, you know, like he knows when you're going to go, like, it's just yeah. a look. It get, get more comfortable. Um, I mean, he's learning how I rush. I'm learning how he rush and we able to play off each other like that. So I think, man, we playing some good football. You know, I think we've been playing good football, you know, since the Green Bay game before it was up front. You know, obviously we wasn't getting a sack number, so the world don't see it. But if you watch the film, it, it shows, man, that guys are putting good pressure on them and, and winning their one-on-ones and finding ways that, you know, trying to get the, get to the sack. We've just been playing quarterbacks and been getting the ball out on us. So it was, it was good to, you know, have some opportunities to – you know, had that same type of rush day, but at this time, we got to cash in a little bit. The pieces were in place. After clinching their third NFC West division title in five seasons, the Rams stormed past the Cardinals, Bucks, and Niners on their way to the Super Bowl. And this time, they finished the job, boosted by Aaron's two sacks. Burrow, under pressure, they get him at the 20-yard line. Heat was on, and Donald is right there. Aaron Donald, as he's done so many times, we think about him as the pass rusher. Look at that hand extended, just jamming him up, and then not letting P. Ryan fall forward for that first down. And that's why people say he's the best player in the league. With the biggest game in his football career on the line, Aaron delivered, pressuring Joe Burrow on the last play of the game, sealing the win for LA. Burrow, trying to keep it going, gets spun down, gets it away, and incomplete, the Rams now running down to celebrate with a defensive play. And guess who? Guess who? I mean, you don't even have to think about it. Do not even have to think about it. Pointing to the ring finger. And if this wasn't such an offensive award, it's very possible he would have won Super Bowl MVP. 
Earlier, I took some time to list Aaron's many NFL accomplishments to date. There were individual awards. I know a lot of people might not believe this, but if you asked Aaron Donald what all those individual awards meant, they probably didn't mean shit. And winning a Super Bowl changed everything for him. That's the mark of a truly great player. He wasn't concerned about his lengthy list of accomplishments, only the ring that he earned in his home stadium that February evening in 2022 mattered to Aaron Donald. If it were me, I'd probably retire. But Aaron Donald's not retiring. When you hang your cleats up, I know it's early, but what's next? I mean, you know, what's 10 years down the line? Like, are you gonna just, are you the type of guy that sits around? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't, I, there's no way I'm gonna be able to just sit around. I'm, I'm um, getting some, get some more in some real estate and, and some stuff with my brother. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to wait more to do that when I'm more hands-on with mm-hmm. it and just focus more on football and I have too much floating around. There's no more. movie. If the movie's called, get us some movies. Or Maybe the Hulk, the Hulk Five or something. You know, you know. What's the word? Where you know, I got some muscles Hulk? now, man. What you get? Some you know, I got some muscles. Now. I know, I got, man. I, I, need, now. I need some of this uh, protein that you got. <laughs> no protein, just weights. It really? Just weights. I don't take no protein. Will you send me your program? Yep, yep. Aaron might be a superstar. He might play for Los Angeles, but that doesn't change the fact that he still has a special place in his heart for his hometown. A few years ago, he bought his family home back in Pittsburgh. It's just, when, I, when you hear Pittsburgh, everybody say blue collar. You know, it's, Pittsburgh's tough, all that good stuff. So, you know, Pittsburgh's home. You know, everybody always asks me, why am I back in Pittsburgh? I say, that's, that's where I'm from, that's his home. They say, but you can go anywhere. I be like, but this is where it all started. You know, I, I go to Pitt, you know, I go back home, because that's, that's what made me and molded me who I am today. You know, that's what helped me keep grounded, what helped me keep, stay, keep myself humble, keep me, keep me working, because I got good people around me that's going to push me and know my best interest, because they've been there since day one. So I want to be around people that, you know, that pushed me and get me to this point, and I, I'm not gonna stop doing what got me to where I'm at now, right. so I'm um, continue to do that and, and be in a city where I was born and raised at. Got one of my days I'm supposed to have off, I, I go down to my dad's, you know, the basement and do, do some extra work. If you know Aaron Donald, after this phase of his life ends, you know you'll probably be able to find him in that dungeon. Once again, I'm Chris Long, and this is American Prodigies Becoming Great. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you're enjoying this podcast, please leave us a rating and review. It really helps us out. Check back next week for a new episode. Thank you so much for listening. Be great out there.